This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hey, Wild Souls, welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Um, We are just in the very last stages of Libra season. Um just about another week until we will transition into Scorpio season. And I, for one, could not be more grateful. <laughs> uh, sun moves into Scorpio on October 23rd, and I am ready. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, this is, well, before I get into today's episode, um, just very, very quickly, Tariff the Underworld is still open for enrollment. Enrollment will only be open until October 31st. My pre-recorded audio lessons and materials are up, out, and available for you to listen to today. Very excited to share my medicine online too and how it relates to these journeys. Um, it's been a real honor and a privilege to get to speak about just the idea of Underworld in general and how it connects with so many of us. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to lindsaymack.com slash tarot for the underworld. And of course, um, Amy's uh, breathwork, live breathwork will be happening on October 27th, New Moon in Scorpio. And if you can't make that live, you can uh, access a recording of it, but only if you sign up. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I don't think there's anything else. So uh, I'm so nervous (laughs) for today's episode. Judgment is, it's no joke, this card. It's one of the most, I've never talked about it before, not really on this podcast. I've never taught it in depth at my uh, in-person workshops, but have never really spent time on this card. And I want to be really upfront about that because I am in my body, in my intimate relationship with the judgment card, still getting to know this card. This is, I mean, I would say all of the cards I uh, judgment, it, it takes time. It really does. And I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't some who could teach me a thing or two. Maybe judgment is a card that you feel so intimate with. And that's the beauty of releasing this idea of hierarchy with teacher and student. It's like we're truly all on the same path. We're truly all walking each other home. What some person has spent a lot of time in has not been what someone else has. But I am going to go out on a limb with great humility and total beginner's mind and say that I think that uh, judgment is a fairly ambiguous card for many of us. For many of us, this card can feel overly simplified. It can feel a little confusing. It's one of those cards like um, justice that, well, it's actually nothing like justice, but it's one of those cards that when it comes up, it's almost like too big to actually feel like we, we might understand what it has to do 
in our reading. There's also so, so, so much literature on this card um, that is really, really rooted in religious and biblical imagery, you know, that is really just all extended to Bible history. Um, and I'm not here to judge that. I think that that's just fine, you know, for those who resonate with that. It's, you know, again, part of the starting place. Obviously, we want to really evolve <laughs> away from that while not discluding it, but just saying like, okay, we know about that. Now, um, what is it to hold the fuller picture beyond that um, idea? So I share this because I never want to be dishonest. I never want to say like, oh my God, I have something to tell you about this card. And like, here it is. This is just from my heart to yours, where I am with judgment, how I understand it to be, how it makes sense to me, um, what I am privileged to know of it so far. And I'm positive that even in like another five years, that might be really, really different. It might be more specific. Um, I got told, invited rather, because my guides are, it's never telling, it's always an invitation, but I got invited to talk about this card on this podcast and felt really scared because I thought, well, I don't really know what to say. Um, so of course they obliged me by <laughs> putting judgment like in my readings so much more than it ever has been before. Uh, it's been coming up in very, very important readings around a pilgrimage I'm taking in a short while back to some ancestral lands of my, of my blood ancestors. Um, and, uh, it, it's really just been such an exquisite opportunity to sit with judgment and all of its vastness. Um, and to still say it with humility, I think I understand. Right. Um, and I want to first, I want to first honestly just model that for everyone listening I don't know how useful or how important that is, but I do think that it is important to be okay with understanding what it is to really be intimate with the tarot. Because what we are doing with the tarot, and I promise you this does relate to judgment, but <laughs> what we're doing with the tarot is this is a meditation over the course of a lifetime. This is an this is a relationship that will change. It will evolve. It will come with you. And another person can only take you as far, no matter how on point they might be for you, how much they might resonate for you, they can only take you as far as another person can possibly take you. After that, it's really you taking you, you applying your own understandings to these cards, right? And it can be very difficult because especially when tarot has really been entrenched for the last 
however many years in a lot of very old paradigm, very old patriarchal, religiously entrenched structures that really were completely kind of evolving away from right now. Um, you know, how do we marry an evolved meaning of a card that might actually not even be in existence yet for anyone? And this is really the peak card for the modeling of the relationship that we can have with tarot that can take place over, I mean, 60 to 80 years. Um, that we may understand everything we can about the tarot, about a card, about the theory, about the iconography, about kind of all of the things that we may understand with a card. And still we may feel that sense that we haven't quite gotten to the meat of it yet. And, and judgment for many of us, for many of us, has represented itself, offered to take that place up at the table. <laughs> um, and there are many reasons for this related to judgment that we'll get into. The ruling of Pluto, you know, Pluto has a lot to do with that. We'll talk a little bit about that too. But um, I felt, and my guides, I guess, felt that while we are gearing up for Scorpio season, while many of our planets, Mercury, Venus, are moving into Scorpio, have moved into Scorpio, as we're getting ready to move into the space that really Pluto rules over, that it's the perfect time to talk about this energy and to start bringing our own curiosity to really what it can mean for us and all that we don't know about it yet. Because uh, Pluto really is uh, the planet of great mystery, you know, uh, along with many other things. So as we explore together, um, just bringing forward that it's okay to not be intimate, intimately uh, in relations with any card on our journey, and we can still keep the heart open for conversation, for connection. So, uh, yeah, just an opportunity to bring a little softness to our relationship with the tarot in that way. So, judgment. Um, card 20 in the major arcana, numerologically, has a connection to High Priestess for two, the deep knower of inner realm, zero for the fool, containing everything and nothing. So immediately we have this sense of limitless possibility with this sense of deep inner work. So we have an inward journey and an external journey coming together, just, just held in the new, in the numbers of, uh, two and zero. Um, we can, um, also look at the vertical line of the major arcana to gain some really potent information. So the vertical line of, um, that contains judgment within it is lover's death and judgment. <clears throat> so very interesting there, right? Because the lover's card has an angel, the, in the traditional Smith Rider Waite deck, right? The lover's card has an angel that is sort of over two people who are alive. The judgment card has an angel over a group of people who are dead. 
and are being risen back to life. Um, and the death card has the angel of death. So in all of them, we see the meeting of mortals and heavenly figures. We see the meeting of um, all kinds of angelic presences. And even in the glyph of Pluto, which an astrologer could definitely tell you more about, but um, there is a connection in Pluto's glyph or its little symbol that connects spirit with matter and receptivity. So there's a sense of us being open to something greater than us, we could say above us, around us, um, inviting that in so we can get clearer. Um, lovers is really about the understanding that everything outside of us is a reflection for something that's in us. So if we're loving something, cherishing something, valuing something, thinking that something is beautiful, the lover's card will invite us back to a space of understanding that we're looking at a version of ourselves in what we love. So there's this marriage in the lover's card of external and internal. With death, we're called to release some aspect of our lives to make space for something more aligned to grow. It's a transformational energy where we're learning about the value of composting, essentially, where we're um, understanding that some part of us internally, externally, what have you, cannot continue to come with us. And there is a gentle, usually gentler than something like tower, but a much gentler transition. Um, you know, I get the question a lot, like what's the difference between death and the tower? Here's the difference. Death is a transition. Tower is a realization. It's a clap. Whereas, um, death often, although of course we can experience death as something very sudden, but the energy of the death card is a slow turning over of something. Um, so we're learning in death how to open, but also how to release in judgment. We are experiencing a full merging of all that we actually are, all that we're, all that's possible, all that we've learned, all that we have, everything we've learned in the fool's journey comes together in the judgment card. So essentially to put that in more, um, kind of simplistic terms, judgment is a crossroads. It is often represented as a, as a kind of a crossroads of life where we come to a space where we're nearing the end of a particular huge cycle of understanding of lessons, what have you. And we have the opportunity to merge something together. Judgment is actually not really about human judgments as a rule, although they can, it can certainly be a part of it. We'll discuss that. But first, we're going to talk about the bigger, more collectively um, present energies of the judgment card. Because while judgment may come up as an invitation to look at your story, are you othering someone or something? Are you being othered? What have you? Um, this is often much more, um, much less common actually than 
I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. It can come up or not. But one of the more important things to understand about judgment as a whole, if we're looking at the full journey of the fool's uh, travels through all these cards and in our life's work and really the soul essence, because there's a way of understanding judgment through the lens of the soul, the soul's evolution, which is much slower, much more esoteric, um, although present and organic to us in our lives. Um, and then there's kind of a human work piece that can come up with judgment. So we'll talk about both, but this, um, there is a cross on the angel's flag, usually to provide a representation for that level of understanding. And at this point, I really want to shout out, um, I uh, did something for this, uh, which is not to say I don't constantly read um, and educate myself and keep myself fresh and, you know, engage in other people's work um, and in the tarot, although uh, it although it does happen, oftentimes I really like to keep my channel super focused on what wants to come through me. But with judgment, I really felt the call to look at what other folks have said, just so there could be a more robust understanding of the uh, past definitions and how that could be evolved. Um, and with everything I read the most impactful, helpful, phenomenal description of judgment, I believe uh, rests in Rachel Pollock's 78 Degrees of Wisdom book. Um, I just found that definition to be deeply soul-centered. It really resonated with me. It's not um, necessarily verbatim what's uh, um, not even close to verbatim what's influencing this lesson. But if you want a little bit more on the backstory and a little bit more of a deeper understanding, like she really, she nails it. It's really great. Um, but she talks about the cross on the angel's flag as being kind of representative of this crossroads. And <clears throat> um, it's a wonderful way to tie in the actual symbolism in the card with this energetic understanding that we're reaching this sort of peak turning point in judgment. So the judgment card is about taking the earthly lessons of lovers and the slightly more um, swirling understanding of, of death emerging really life and death together for the ultimate rebirth that we really experience in the tarot. Um, so judgment, a lot of what judgment feels like, and a lot of the reason why sometimes it can feel really hard to get a handle on has to do, I believe with part of it being ruled by Pluto discovered not even a hundred years ago. So this is fairly new information that we're gleaning astrologically about Pluto, but, um, Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. Scorpio rules the death cards. This is definitely in the line here. Um, and Pluto rules death and rebirth. It rules transformation. It rules structures of power. It rules the collective. Um, it is responsible for cleaning things out. Other than Saturn, it is one of the strongest... Um, taskmasters, I guess you could say, um, in 
the planets, you know, in, in terms of the planets, um, Pluto and Saturn are responsible for keeping us honest about our soul's lessons. They are responsible for keeping us in alignment with what is in highest and best. Um, Pluto is responsible for us being in deepest intimacy with all of the realms of our being, you know, um, spirit and earthly, um, you know, all of those pieces. Um, it is responsible for connecting all aspects of us, the seen and the unseen. Um, Molly Hall, who uh, wrote a wonderful book on astrology, calls Pluto the great revealer. And uh, it's true that Pluto re literally rules all that happens under the surface. It is also connected with Hades, god of the underworld. So we can consider this to be everything that happens below what we can see with our eyes. Pluto rules. Now, um, Pluto can take approximately 250 years around that to come full circle as a planet and spends a, around 14 roughly to 30 years in every sign. So this makes Pluto our generational planet. And many of us have Pluto in one sign. So for example, those of us in Gen Y, also known as millennials, um, have Pluto in Scorpio. Everybody who has Pluto in Scorpio, um, really millennial um, is a term that uh, is just so, um, it's used for like a lot of manipulation, I, I think, <laughs> in media and stuff like that. But uh, it uh, really would be wiser and much more illuminating to um identify that generation as being Pluto and Scorpio. Um, Pluto and Scorpio generation are, uh, my friend Jeff Henshaw um, credited someone as saying, um, another astrologer, um, as saying that Pluto uh, in Scorpio is the generation of the dark night of the soul. Uh, so every generation has something that they're mastering, something that they're doing. Um, Pluto and Libra are roughly Gen y, Gen X, you know, is a generation that is doing, you know, powerful things, but is experiencing something, even if they're very close to Pluto and Scorpio generationally in a different way. It's not to say that Pluto and Libra folks do not have dark night of the soul experiences, but with Pluto and Scorpio, a lot is going to come up that's a little different than otherwise. And now we have Pluto and Sag, Gen Z, um, very powerful generation, very strong, very potent. Um, and Pluto in Capricorn is what we're experiencing now. So all of the, all of the babies being born at this point are a part of that generation as well. So Pluto connected to generational medicine has to do with us looking at what are we not just doing as an individual, but as a collective group? What are we doing apart, but also together? That is a huge part of what judgment, the judgment card brings forward for us to think about. And by the way, I apologize if I've said justice instead of judgment. I mean judgment.
Um, now I'm questioning myself, but um, Pluto and Scorpio generation as a generation, our invitation, I'm Pluto and Scorpio. So as an invitation, we are essentially being called to uproot the deepest root systems, not just in ourselves, but in a collective. Why do we do the things we do? What are we transforming as a collective here? Um, how can we go down to the roots and the bones here? What is coming up for all of us? Pluto and Scorpio is also very much the millennial generation is very much a generation that really is undoing the knots of generational trauma that have come from their parents and the parents before them, which is a lot of the reason why um, millennials um, uh, trigger so many people because they are stepping forward and undoing many of the shoulds, you need tos, this is the way we do things, don't look at that, don't talk about that, they are undoing that out loud and in front of everybody. <laughs> um, and it's not to say that, you know, there isn't, uh, you know, something to be said for every generation, but if we're looking at the collective experience, all that judgment really falls away. All of that judgment falls away. And we can say that with every single generation that has followed everyone that's preceded it. We can find things, um, unification, balance. We can, we can find things, um, you know, in every generation that we were here to master, experience, uh, embody as a collective. And that is also meant to die out with us. And sometimes as a collective, we're not able to see the places where we fall short, the places where we've maybe taken on too much energy, the places where we've sort of took more than maybe we've given back. And so um, with time, we look to generations after us to reflect back to us. It's a little harder for generations before to reflect onto the younger generations. This is something to think about for all you listening. <laughs> uh, we're really, once the younger generations start to come forward, it's really time for us to listen. Um, and uh, younger folks tend to have more perspective, you know, on the generations before them. So this is a part of the reason why judgment can feel difficult to kind of... Um, capture because it's describing something that's extremely slow. It's describing something that we can't even fully understand until we get to a certain space. And again, I feel like the words that I'm bringing to it are probably paling in comparison to the, to the full potency of Pluto medicine, because it is really just, just in a deep, hum, like humble way, just really bowing to the enormity of all that Pluto still has to teach us. But as far as kind of what I know to be Pluto um, from a non-astrology perspective, non-astrologer perspective, uh, there's just something powerful to think about there. So we're cleaning things out. That's what Pluto does. It cleans things out. It directs us very strongly. You know, the generations before us weren't necessarily meant to 
look at their traumas. They were not necessarily, as a collective, they were not necessarily meant to bring forward the fullness of what is out of alignment, all that needs to die away, all that's ready to be rebirthed. That's Pluto in Scorpio's job. Not every generation is here to be as blunt, as clear, as outspoken, as um, profoundly connected to all of the ways we need to evolve and step up like Pluto and Sagittarius, because we're really seeing that. Greta Thunberg is an amazing example of a Pluto and Sagittarius person. Just, it's simple. <laughs> Here it is. Um, so again, you can look to folks like Jeff Henshaw, who have unbelievable things to say, and I of Mystical Mandrake Root. I'm not an astrologer, but I do understand from an energetic perspective a lot of how Pluto can feel. But of course, people can take what I'm saying about Pluto way deeper. So let's defer to them. So judgment card, when we receive it in a reading, is about an awakening. Awakening is really, awakening is a word that this card has been renamed in a couple different decks um, many times over. I believe it's the Aeon in uh, the Crowley deck. Um, awakening means that our eyes are open. There's an understanding, something that we have been not fully putting together comes together in judgment. Um, there is a merging that is possible. There is a connection between the inner deepest, deepest parts of us, the like nitty fucking gritty and a part of us that may be very far out in the world. There is a kind of an, an emerge happening um, on the Smith Rider Waite card with the um, departed, you know, the souls of these bodies coming together with, you know, the angel, will they go to heaven or hell? Obviously, that's not a thing. Um, but this idea of the soul and the body, everything being connected in this way, and this emergence, this leaving behind of all that's dead, the body, all that remains of what we've learned and this transcending into connection with a form that is um, really where we're meant to be going on the rest of our journey is the essential stopping point before we get to the world card because we can't actually complete the lessons of the world until there is this braiding, this weaving, this understanding. So in judgment, we might be invited to understand things in a way that we haven't before. Have you been moving through something, just sort of bopping along, and all of a sudden, bam, you understand, holy shit, I've been repeating patterns with my parents, with the friends I have. That's why I always feel like shit in my friendships. Holy shit. Um, oh my gosh, I've been pressuring folks into this because I really want love. I've been... Um, you know, afraid to step out and be my full self because I'm afraid like people won't love me for it. You know, um, I just recently had like a very profound experience in my PTSD because I'm, I mean, look, I'm major PTSD and I am always on a healing journey, Pluto and Scorpio of, <laughs> um, coming together with this part of me. But um, I just had an experience yesterday, one of the most profoundly transformative, certainly therapy sessions I've ever had, where I got the chance to kind of talk to 
the hypervigilant fear-based part of me, um, and gained so much transformative understanding and about how that part is me, what it actually wants. Um, it was literally life-changing, um, not typical, but, uh, an experience, but judgment has been coming up for me a lot. So my understanding of what the part of me that feels kind of like Pennywise the clown in the book, it, (laughs) or really it that can take the shape of Pennywise the clown. Um, what I felt was a monster in my head is actually a really sweet, really frazzled, really traumatized caretaker who's so hypervigilant. Um, she didn't even understand that relaxing was an option. Um, getting to connect with that part of me in a safe space. Um, I'm 35, been on this journey for a really long time. I've never done that. I've been ready to do that. We have to go through the whole fool's journey to get to 20, to get to judgment. It's a long time. We've got to do it all first. And then that last step, where there can finally be a unity, an understanding, an awakening, a realization where we go, oh my God, I just never knew this was this way before. I never understood it this way. Um, You know, however that manifests for us, that is what judgment is all about. It brings us into a space where we can understand things that we may not have before. It's about a review. It's about a reckoning. It's not about being judged by anyone. It's about really understanding what our judgments have been. And in a moment where there is an understanding, many of those judgments melt away. We also see this in anti-racism training as well, that a way to really assure that you are not hating a group of people, you are not hating or judging understanding is an extremely key part of the experience. And even in um, stories that I've heard about people who do um, like um, anti-bias work or bias work with folks who um, are racist against certain groups of people, there's an actual training ground for a kind of a conversation that can develop with folks who have these racist beliefs where the point of the conversation is to draw into the conversation, um, a reminder that this person is being othered and fundamentally they want and desire the exact same things as you do. They want and desire to be happy, to be healthy, to be taken care of, for their children to be okay. Um, In these conversations, it's the connection, it's the lack of connection that often breeds um, these judgments, these under, these understandings that are based on complete falsehoods. Um, and part of the work is to begin to confront the judgment and to draw closer so that we can examine our bias. We can examine our judgments and begin to see like, wow, I'm believing this thing that's extremely judgmental. And part of it is because I've never actually had any true experience. I've never been I've never listened. I've never paid attention. And much of that, um, you know, Pluto really teaches us that anything that we do internally in Pluto energy, we're going to experience together. There's no like 
separateness. Um, and that's, um, it, it is extraordinary that we discovered Pluto less than a hundred years ago, because this idea of we're all evolving together um, has been slowly, 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 slowly coming back into an understanding. We walked so far away from the idea that we're unified as one. Um, that is the way many of us lived in village, in oneness, um, in these units um, so many generations ago for some of us and others of us are living still in that sense of village or unity, um, in that sense of oneness. Um, and many of us have broken away from that and have gone into, well, this is my thing with, you know, I'm doing it and this is my family and my group of people. And, you know, judgment breaks and bursts all that open and says everything you're doing as a person you're doing as a collective too. any way you feel about the collective about a group of people about a situation has to do with something in you that you are unwilling or unable to examine so let's examine there you go <laughs> spirit spirit provides um it really is true that like a lot of the judgments that we have around other people, around something, have to do with a part of us that has been unable to unify, to connect, to understand, to have a moment where we've um, been able to have an experience of intimacy, of actual connection. I hated that part of my brain um, and really felt that it was trying to kill me actually, uh, like until yesterday, that was the first time that I've really felt truly, I've had other people say it to me before, um, you know, that the brain is only trying to help you. And I would be like, that's great, but you don't know my brain, get out of here. Um, and yesterday was really the first time that I developed enough safety and it took 35 years, um, to sit with the part of me that, has created a lot of havoc in my life to keep me safe. And through that intimate exchange, I now no longer judge that part of myself because I understand why it does the things that it does. And in order for me to hold space, I needed to cultivate more compassion. So there is an awakening that happens and understanding. And in that way, just as I started to talk about a few minutes ago, we do weave in this idea of human judgment this reckoning. Um, it is totally about looking at the way we other people and things. It totally has to do with us looking at the way we judge ourselves and other people um, and how those judgments provide information about ourselves, other people, and the way we see the world. In the judgment card, all of the illusion breaks away. Everything that we've thought we've seen as truth crumbles in the way that only Pluto scorpionic energy can do <laughs> um, and, and births us into this space where um, we are merged with our soul sense. It's not like we're enlightened. We're still very much in a human body, but we are merged with something, a, a higher understanding. Life changes where, you know, this crossroad comes, we make this decision to sit with, connect with, understand um, some aspect of what was 
previously unseen now is available to us. We step forward in a new way and actually get to, again, tie together everything that we've learned in the fool's journey. So it's not, you know, Rachel Pollack talks about this. It's not about personal liberation necessarily. Everything that we do in judgment has to do with collective liberation. The more I understand even in the teeny, teeny sense that I embody in terms of scope, the more I understand how to hold space for that part of my brain, the more compassionate I will be in my relationships, the more I will be able to show up in the world because I will be able to communicate, talk, care for this part of me. And the more available I will be to hold space for other people, guide other people, understand other people. And in some ways, I wonder that even if I hadn't had that therapy session yesterday, I wouldn't have been able to talk about this card with you. I didn't wake up knowing that I would record this episode, but it just happened that way. Um, so it provides, moves us into meaningful existence. The judgment card changes our lives to one that um, may feel a little hollow, we might not fully understand, you know, um, into one of meaningful, awakened, present existence where we have a purpose, where we understand like, wow, this is what I'm really doing here. Um, Pluto is a really huge ego. I mean, I don't want to vil vilify the word ego. Ego is so important. And we're not making it bad. It's just not the truth. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the truth of who we are. And we really think it is. And it really wants to be in charge. So that's why part of us talking about ego as we do in spiritual work or in helping work um, can really help to remind us that that, like any story we have, any belief that we have, like any of that bullshit um, is important and valuable, but it's not the the essential embodiment of who we are as people. It's not the fullness of all that we are. It, it could not ever be. Um, and judgment is the card that really wakes us up to that. So, yeah, this card really isn't about getting judged, final judgment. It's doesn't really have those Christian Catholic imagery meanings to it. it. It really, I think we're all discovering together what it means to embody Pluto or Plutonian energy. I don't feel like there's not anybody who, maybe there is, but um, I, I feel like Pluto is an energy that we're all really learning together and that judgment, um, you know, judgment when it comes up in a reading can just provide the most extraordinary sense of, um, again, impactful awakening awareness that we can have. Here's another way that judgment can come up in a reading. Have you ever had a knowing about something, but you've denied it and you, it's like you ignore your gut and some part of you pushes past the gut and you keep thinking like, I don't know why this isn't like working. Like, I don't know why this, per it doesn't feel like exactly right to connect with this person yet. I'm doing it. 
um, you know, and it, on and on and on it goes until inevitably something happens, right? Where there might be a fight, there might be a blow up, a misunderstanding where we finally realize that somebody's true uh, intentions have been revealed and all of a sudden we're left embarrassed, upset, ashamed, you know, whatever emotion might come up for us, but feeling like, well, why did I push it? I should have known better. I don't, I don't know why I did that. Um, for those kinds of situations, sometimes we can pull judgment as a way of, as an invitation from spirit being like, yeah, this, this has been true that this you know, this person, this situation really hasn't been in complete alignment for you. And you're ready to not only understand that the person, the situation, the project, whatever isn't in your highest and best, but you're beginning ready to be to you are embarking on the journey however long it might be, to understand why you pursued it. So while Pluto is about awakening, it's not about immediate snap awakening. We understand everything. There can sometimes be with the judgment card emerging and an understanding where we say, okay, I won't pursue that again, but the situation can come up a little differently where we might be called into connection with somebody who might slightly match that idea. And we might think, you know, okay, having that similar feeling again, interesting. And then we can get one more time to really fully experiment with the extent of the reasons or the whys that we do things, the reasons or the whys that we reach out, pursue, even though we don't like someone or we don't particularly feel good when we're around them. Um, I really want to normalize that because I think for many of us, for some of us, you know, you're way ahead of the game, but for many of us, you know, we think we assume like, well, you know, you got to deal with assholes and you don't actually, sometimes you do, but there can actually be a space where you say, I'm really unavailable for assholes. And if they come up, I can cultivate some compassion or tell them to fuck off. Sometimes that's compassion too, um, depending on the kind of asshole that you're around. Um, but I don't have to like break bread with assholes. I don't have to work with any kind of energy that doesn't suit me. I don't have to be available for a certain kind of behavior. I don't need to um, be available to be talked about, to be deceived, to be manipulated, um, to try to gain someone's favor or approval because I'm afraid that they don't, you know, you know, whatever it might be. Again, Pluto is the revealer of what is unseen. So anytime we do that kind of work where we think like, oh, why am I doing that? Why am I going out on dates with people I don't like even like, you know, all of that stuff? Why am I pursuing these projects that I like actively don't want to do, but think I should. That's all judgment work. That's all Pluto work, which isn't to say that you're judging anything or that you're being judged. Because again, we can never really know what anybody thinks about us. And we don't, we're not in, in soul tarot. I, I can't speak for other ways of doing tarot. We're not really looking to do tarot to figure out what other people are thinking about us. That's totally their business. And we want to leave it as their business. It's really okay that other people are allowed to think whatever they want. <laughs> you know, there's freedom of speech here and that's okay. Um, we just don't need to be available for it. 
it doesn't have to match our truth. Not all feedback is uh, ones that are appropriate for us to take. A really nice rule of thumb is, do you respect this person? Have they done what you have done? Have they walked the path that you've walked or do they claim to? You know, is there a belief about them that, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so sometimes it is about this awareness, this perspective of like, whoa, why do I do these things? And for many of us, we do them because it's what we were taught to do. For many of us, it has to do sometimes, and I'm absolutely not blaming the individuals who raised us or, you know, I'm not blaming parents or grandparents or anything like that. But sometimes it does have to do with, you know, I deal with shitty people. I, you know, betray my body to like do this deadline. And that's because that's what my mom did. That's because that's what my family did. And we don't necessarily think about what well, are we being invited to embody something different? Is it possible for us to get the deadline done, to get the deadline uh, accomplished, completed, and like still honor the body? Is that possible? So sometimes it's about looking at how things were done, the old ways of doing something so that we can really awaken and see a different way of doing it. So that's what I think I have to say about judgment. And I'm, I would, I would love to know, you can write me on Instagram, um, because there'll be a little post about this episode. Like, what does judgment mean to you? Like, can you think of a time whether or not you pulled this card or not, that you had an experience with judgment where there's been a moment where you can look back and think like, Oh man, like, you know, I have experienced that or I have looked at that or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and to, kind of deepen your understanding with this card, again, from a place of uh, always learning, um, there's a special uh, free bonus exercise to go along with this. And you can take part in it, have immediate access to it just by clicking the link in the show notes or going to my Instagram. Um, and yeah, oof, powerful to talk about this card. What a pleasure, what an honor to get to talk about it. I think judgment is so profound and it felt um like a real gift to be able to bring it forward um so thank you for listening be well take care of yourselves and uh happy almost scorpio season i'll see you on the other side thank you so much for listening to tarot for the wild soul this podcast was edited by chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.